Today we're kind of wrapping that up, but uh, we've looked at a number of groups. We've looked at our young people, we've looked at our children, we've noted our singles, and tonight we want to kind of, I guess we want to focus on those that are uh, Bible college students or have been in Bible or in Bible college or kind of like just finished up maybe, and then also those that are called to the ministry. And when you think about that, I mean, that's an exciting thing when you've got a group of people that are called to the ministry in church. You've got folks that are heading off to Bible school, whether it's for the, uh, to be a preacher or whether it's just for the sake of growing and learning the Word of God. Either way, that's exciting. And so tonight, as we uh, finalize this last week of our Rising Stars, we've asked Brother Joaquin Herrera to come, and he's going to preach for us tonight. I don't know what he has in store for us. He hasn't let me in on it, but I'm sure the Holy Spirit has let him in on it, and that's what really matters. And so we look forward to what he has for us tonight. 
All right. Well, it's uh, definitely an honor and a privilege to stand behind this pulpit once again. It's been a while, and uh, I missed it, you know? It's, it's kind of nice to be back behind the pulpit and being able to get this opportunity to preach. But of course, as Pastor said, this is, uh, this is our, our night and our opportunity to kind of just take a step back and look at these young men, these, these young folk, not, not just men even, young ladies who are, have felt the call to go to Bible college and, and further their education and their service to God in that way. So what I'd like to do now is, first of all, I want to have all the young men who have felt God's call upon their lives to preach the gospel to go ahead and stand for me, please. Whether you're in Bible college or you've, you've graduated from Bible college, preparing to go to Bible college, still in high school, it doesn't matter. All these young men are the future of the spreading of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And go ahead and stay standing. Go ahead and stay standing. That's awesome. Now, how about, how about anyone, men or women, who have felt God's call to uh, go to Bible college, whether it's down the road or whether it's... Uh, you know, just a, a year away. So all, all these young men, Phil, either are felt the need or the call to go to Bible college or as uh, Josh and myself or, and Dean, have a, I'm sorry, Brad, <laughs> and, uh, and the edge there. <laughs> You've already been through that, that stage of life. Now, now I'm going to take it one step further. Anyone in this room who wants to be used by God, why don't you go ahead and stand as well? Anyone. Everyone's standing in this room, of course. Everyone wants to be used by God. Hey, that's awesome. That's amazing. That's, that's great. Everyone wants to be used by God. What are you doing about it? How are you preparing yourselves? What are you currently doing right now to be used by God? You don't have to be going to Bible college. You don't have to be in the ministry. You don't have to have that special call in your life. Because if you're saved, you already have a call to serve the Lord. Y'all, y'all can be seated. You know, I commend each and every one of you, each and every one of you, you young people who have been called to preach, not because you, you feel that special need to go to Bible college, which is a, is, is a good thing. It's a good thing to go to Bible college if that's where God's called you to go. But I commend you because you have been willing to follow God and what He has to do for your life. You know, if God hasn't called you to go to Bible college, that's really... It's, it's not a big deal because God still wants to use you. He may not want you to go to Bible college. That's fine. Not everyone is called to go to Bible college. I believe that. But everyone is called to follow God. Amen. There's no denying that. And so each and every one of you out there who have been called to go to Bible college, amen, that is great. That is awesome. But just remember, before God called you to go to Bible college, He called you to be a Christian. Before He, he, he called you to take that step, he called you to His service. Never lose sight of that. And that's, that's basically going to get us into our message tonight in 1 Kings chapter 19. 1 Kings chapter 19. We'll beginning, begin reading at the, uh, the first verse of that chapter. Very familiar passage of Scripture we read here about Elijah. We'll go ahead and get started with that. 1 Kings chapter 19, beginning in verse 1. And the Bible says, And Ahab told Jezebel... All that Elijah had done, and withal how he had slain all the prophets with the sword. And Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah, saying, So let the gods do to me, and more also, if I may make not thy life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. And when he saw that, he arose and went for his life and came to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. 
But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat under a juniper tree. And he requested for himself that he might die and said, It is enough now, O Lord. Take away my life, for I am not better than my father's. And as he lay and slept under a juniper tree, behold, then an angel touched him and said unto him, Arise and eat. And he looked, and behold, there was a cake bacon on the coals and a cruise of water at his head. And he did eat and drink and laid him down again. And the angel of the Lord came again the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for thee. And he arose and did eat and drink and went in the strength of that meat forty days and forty nights in the whore of the mount of God. And he came thither unto a cave and lodged there. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, came to him, and he said unto him, What doest thou here, Elijah? That last part is kind of my focus, and actually where I, where I get the title of my message, What doest thou here, Elijah? And uh, tonight, young men, young people who felt that call upon their lives to go to Bible college, to preach the gospel, and even the rest of us out here, this can apply to us. There may be a time in your life, there may come a time in your life where you find yourself in a spot like Elijah has, where he's just uncertain, questioning even, why God, why? What are you doing here? What, what do you have for me? And tonight, through this message, I hope, uh, through the power of God in this message, to encourage you tonight to, when you come to that spot, remember this. Let's go ahead and pray real quick. Father, I come before you now, and God, I know, I know really I'm nothing, and you know all my faults, you know all my failures, there's nothing I can hide from you. But God, I, I do pray and, and hope that you can use me tonight as I, I preach the word, as I preach this message that I believe you have laid upon my heart, as it, as it has helped me, I ask you, please let it be used to help these young men, these young ladies, these people out here tonight. Father, I pray this in your name. Amen. So here we see Elijah. Elijah has been a very busy man up to this point. You know, if you, if you uh, go back and look at Elijah where he started, you know, first of all, Elijah comes on the scene, and it, it's not exactly a positive note for those around him. He tells him, hey, guess what? There's going to be a drought. You know, he immediately he has to tell King Ahab, this wicked king, this king who is not easy to please, like, guess what, sir? You're going to come into this land, and it's going to have a drought. And it's going to last that way for a while. You know, of course, that doesn't make Ahab happy, but, you know, Elijah's just the messenger of God. He's just doing what he's been told to do. So he continues on his journey, and Elijah ends up uh, staying with this widow through uh, some of the drought. And while he's there, the widow's son, of course, dies, and... God uses Elijah to, to heal this, this son. So he's continuing in, in service of God. And eventually down the road, you know, th- God starts, you know, changing some, some things, speaking through Elijah. Just, he's the prophet of the land. God's using him. He ends up meeting with the governor, Obadiah. Obadiah is a man that fears God, but has been told to, hey, be on the lookout for Elijah because King Ahab wants to speak with him. So he meets with Obadiah, and Obadiah says, Hey, please, come with me, talk with King Ahab. He's mad, he's angry, he wants to talk with you. So he goes with Obadiah, and he meets with the king. And of course, the, the infamous time is, takes place right now where Elijah challenges Ahab and all the prophets of Baal. And so they go up to Mount Carmel, and all day long, all day long, the prophets of Baal cut themselves, scream, cry out to their false god, Baal. Of course, nothing happens. No fire is sent down to consume the sacrifice. Nothing happens. But Elijah, of course, Elijah, you know, 
God uses him in a mighty way. And miraculously, the fire comes down, consumes, consumes the sacrifice, and you know, Elijah proves that God, he is, he is Lord, and he tells the children of Israel, choose ye this day whom you will serve. Well, then it goes on, and he kills the prophets of Baal, 400 prophets, and he's, he slays them, cuts their heads off with a sword. Well, then, then finally that drought is about ready to end, and, and, and the rain, the rain finally comes. Elijah prays down and finally rains, and then he, he tells Ahab, hey, you better, you better get going because it's going to rain, and your chariot's going to get stuck because it's going to get muddy because that rain's coming, the drought is over. And he runs ahead of Ahab even. Ahab and his chariot, and Elijah just runs ahead. I mean, he, by this time, I'm sure he's probably tired. He has been serving God. He has been going strong. He has been going, going, serving the Lord, doing exactly what he's been told to do. And then the wicked queen Jezebel says, Hey, listen, boy, I don't like what you've been doing. I don't like what you've done. I'm going to kill you. Just like you killed my prophets of Baal, I'm going to kill you. And that's, that's where we pick up our passage, is Elijah has ran. He, he, he is scared for his life. He is tired. He is he's weak. He's at a vulnerable point. He's at a weak point. We'll say it that way. He's at a weak point. And we find him here in this cave. We find him in this, in this spot, all by himself, sulking, weep, weeping almost, just moping about, asking God, why, why, why me? And God still says to him, what doest thou here, Elijah? What are you doing here, Elijah? This, this isn't my plan for you. This, this isn't the path I want you to take. This isn't what I have in store for you. I want you to notice some things about Elijah at this point. You know, he's been distracted. Verse 4, we find that he, he says, You know, Lord, it is enough now, O Lord. Take away my life, for I am not better than my father's. He's sitting down under this juniper tree, and he's just saying, God, you know what? What I have here... Not worth it. You know, just take me, take me home. Take me away. But God says, later on in the passage, He says, you know, Elijah, let's, let's refocus here. Let's not allow these distractions to come up and, and hinder your service for me. Not, not allow these hard times in your life to cause you to digress, to, to fall back from what you're supposed to be doing for me. And you know what? What Elijah was doing wasn't anything bad. All his work and service for God was good. But through it all, it seems that Elijah had lost a little bit of his focus. You know, some of the things that we do here at church, they are great things. Uh, Many of you, I I work with you here in the, the rally time that goes on on Sunday afternoons. Many of you work on the buses. You're Sunday school teachers. You're you work just constantly soul winning any special events, the youth rally coming up. All this stuff's going on. And each and every one of you are are doing great working at it and and serving the Lord and and doing your very best to make sure that things get done right. And, And that's all wonderful. But through it all, you cannot lose focus of what is really the purpose of it all. It's it's more than just the service, it's the master. And young people who are planning on going to Bible college, listen, Bible college is, man, I had some great experiences there, great learning experiences. I had great friends that I made. But it gets busy. 
I mean, you, you go to school all morning long, and you're learning. You're going through these classes, Bible classes, education classes, church ministry classes, you know, doctrinal classes. All this stuff's going on. And then, of course, you, you have to work. It's just inevitable. College costs money. Life costs money. You have to work. So you're working a job. Well, then, of course, you want to do well in your classes. So you got to study. So then you got to squeeze in study time in between, in between your breaks at work, in between going to bed and ra- waking up in the morning. Somehow you got to squeeze it all in. And you know what? It's a good experience. It really is. It teaches you character. It teaches you 